0: Shamai Croso and welcome to the Cymru Premier podcast at a key point in the season when we are facing a break of three weeks when only three teams will be playing and it's three of us chatting on the pod this week as well with Jordan and I joined by the presenter and reporter Sione David. We discuss all the games that have gone on since we last recorded the pod. Shamai Croeso, the Cymru Premier podcast is back and for this week at least we have a full set of games to discuss. I'm Ivan Guillem and with me as usual is Jordan Jones. Jordan, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How about yourself? Yeah, good thanks. I, I had a good game on the weekend, Met versus Flint. Uh, first ever meeting between the two and the first trip to South Wales for Flint since February 2013. Cup game against Keirai Ely. There's been an announcement by Welsh Government, Jordan, uh, is going to be a ring of fire half-term break circuit lockdown for the next three weeks. What do we know about how that will affect the Cymru Premier and the Welsh Premier Women's League?
1: So from a women's uh, perspective, their league now will be suspended and there won't be games for the next three weeks. And then the Cumbria Premier, um, our fixture list has more or less been decimated. The only teams at the moment that have been scheduled for fixtures and been announced is that Baller, Half of West County and the New Saints will be playing over the next three weeks. All those games will be televised at a later kick-off on Scorio. So it shows we've got some football, but for a majority of the league, they can't train and they won't be playing for the next three weeks.
0: So TNS versus Halford West, the only game this weekend. Uh, we look forward to that later, but first, Jordan and I, as always, are joined by a guest. And this week, we're very pleased to welcome the presenter and reporter, Sean Ed David. How are you, Sean Ed?
2: I'm good. Thanks so much for having me on, guys. Good
0: to be here. Well, we have to have a think uh, along and hard about inviting someone who's presented Swan's TV uh, to the podcast. Uh, but we do know you're a supporter of the domestic game uh, as well. Uh, how are you enjoying the season so far?
2: Do you know what? It's it's been great. Um, yeah, like you just mentioned, Ivan, I've spent the last um two seasons um working for Swansea City um and then decided to leave this summer. So it looks like this season uh, I'm we can transfer move from the championship um mm-hmm. to the Welsh Prem um working primarily for um BBC Wales and scoria as well, hopefully. But um yeah I can all agree it's it's been a great start to the season I think you know the um, top of the table is looking competitive it's looking good Um, hopefully that'll be the case um, for the majority of the season but we'll see um, obviously Kay Connor slipping up recently but um, no fingers crossed it'll be entertaining without too much disruption but who knows with the news this week it looks like it could be another interesting season ahead.
0: Stop start maybe were you at game this weekend?
2: Uh, I was, yes, I was at Hanford West um, versus Carnarvon, um which, safe to say, wasn't a classic. It was, um, uh, yeah, when those two goals went in late on, um, we were kind of there on the gantry thinking, oh, thank God, because otherwise it would have been a, a long <laughs> 90 minutes. But um, yeah, I think the pressure paid off for Hanford West in the end. Um, I think personally felt they deserved three points, Hanford West. I think they put in a great effort. Um, point was the least the least they deserved. Um because yeah, it was a great performance by them. Um Hugh Griffiths from Canadvon spoke with him after the game. He even said, you know, he, you know, well deserved they came out um and performed and it felt like a loss for Canadon really. Um but um yeah so that was uh that was that but what a performance by Hanford West. Um um Jack Wilson, stand-up performance for me, what a talent he is, I think 18, 19 years old, I think he is, and when he came on the pitch, massive difference, massive energy, Um, so yeah, it was great to to finally see him perform, actually, that was the first time I've seen Haverford West, so it was great to be down there.
0: Yeah, and Jack uh, obviously got into Scorio's five on form um, as well. We've got uh, John Twigg was also at that game reporting for a Club Hill Joy, and afterwards he spoke to both managers, like you did, uh, Wayne Jones of Haverford West. Um, uh, but first here's Cameron Alvon's Hugh Griffiths Hugh Griffiths 1-1 draw here at the Bridge Meadow happy with that or frustrated at the way it went in the last minute? Yeah I think you've you've answered it within the question you know to go 1-0 up and to concede in the 93rd minute is is disappointing I don't think it was much between the two teams Uh, I thought it was a scrappy game you know there was sort of half chances either side of things and really but uh, you know once going 1-0 up you're trying to see the game out at the end and you know fair play to them they've dug in right to the end and you know we know that they've done that on numerous occasions this year so it's frustrating it's frustrating there but uh, you know it's a long journey home now almost feels like a de- defeat in the dressing room. but uh, you know credit to them we've got to go again we've got some boys back next week and uh, we've made a few new signings so I think there'll be
2: a few changes
1: yeah frustrated is the word I think we've done more than enough to win that game personally um, taking our chances and again I don't think Matt's had two saves to make and he's picking the ball out of one so defensively woeful at times um, decision making in our final third isn't at its best at the moment but we cut their mistakes out I think you know we
0: progress we breed confidence but you know four points in seven days we'll take up. Your front three in particular we're playing extremely well together and linking well. Jack Wilson coming on, unfortunately for Cameron Keats with an injury. Yeah, but offensively, you look strong today. Yeah, I thought so. You know, we know we got threat, we got pace. You know, we have got goals in us. Um, the guys are frustrated. Obviously, they're not
1: hitting the net at the moment. But listen, we know that we got that in abundance. It's a, getting the other things right at the moment is what's costing us.
0: Sean Ed Wayne Wayne was there talking about their attacking options. Danny Williams continues to score, and Jack Wilson, uh, as you as you. Mentioned. what did you make of of Danny williams then because you've you 've talked about jack Wilson already
2: yeah, great performance from him, I think in general haverford west 's attack is looking really good it 's just that end project that 's missing with them at the moment. You could really tell that um in the game during Cararvon Ben Fa another one the, th- the, the front three um you know playing really really well, especially down the wing. Um, gave canadvon 's defense a hard time. they coped with them to be fair it 's just a shame they 're not scoring goals well, as many goals as they could at the moment. That was the really frustrating thing at the game because if Hanford West took all those chances, oh my gosh they 'd be flying um, so it's, um, and yeah, I think you know the manager touched on that after the game as well. he, you know, he sort of said the unfortunate thing at the moment is you know we 're creating the chances, um, but the goals just just aren 't there. Um, but yeah, you know, going back to Danny Williams, fifth goal of the season, I believe, um, for him. So he's had a fantastic start. Um, if he can keep that tally going um, throughout the season, then I think they will be, um, yeah, Haverford West are in very, very good hands.
0: It's a good link that you mentioned that, you know, they just need to score more because that takes me very nicely to asking Jordan about uh, Haverford West's recent transfer activity um, you asked us a few weeks back, Jordan, about, you know, Cymru North and Camry South sides being targeted, and I pointed out uh, Britain Ferry Llanesawel have got a wealth of talent there, and Halford West have sco- uh, signed last season's Cymru South top scorer, Mark Jones. How do you think he'll fit into the side?
1: Yeah, I, I think he's going to add something to that side. He's got a bit of Cymru Premier experience, and I imagine um, he's, he's plus 30 now, so he's probably gone to Britain Ferry Sowell. Um, not to wind down his career as such, but um, it's more localised so he can stay local but still bag him in at a decent level. Where I think some players are just hungry to play football. So if he can play for Half West County, i add that experience to the front line. Is, is that Danny Williams is in the top scorers chat at the moment, but imagine the experience of Danny Williams playing alongside someone like Mark Jones who's experienced at that kind of level. I remember speaking to Danny Williams a few years ago and he said the influence of playing alongside Lee Trundle. Um, so it, it just shows that Mark Jones can be that, perhaps, father, father figure to him, really, in regards to like nurturing such a good player, but
0: also bagging in some himself as well. I'm sure that'll make him feel very old, <laughs> can you mention <imagine> that. <laughs> um, can Arvon then, the opposition, uh, as Sean had said, getting way to lose, I suppose, two points, even though Hanford West might have been the better side over 90 minutes When when you're ahead... Going into the ninetieth minute, you, you you expect your team to to hold out, but they do remain in the top six. Uh, were you impressed by them in general, Sean Ed?
2: Um, I thought they lacked intensity at times. There were there were times where um, they just looked a bit sloppy. Um, it was interesting, really, because if you compared the two teams physically, Canarbon, mm. they're, you know. Big team, very physical. Then you've got Havering West, and obviously, no disrespect to them, who looked like little duds in comparison, especially especially the front three. So to see the three of them against you know that sort of big Canavan defence is really interesting. Um, I can't say Canadron wowed me. If I'm honest, um, I was almost expecting a bit more. Of, I expecting them to dominate the game. If I'm completely honest with you, um, I just thought they looked sloppy at times. The first half, like I mentioned, definitely wasn't a classic. Things sort of came to life a little bit more in the second half um so yeah I don't really, it was all a bit meh from Carnarvon I think mm. it was um
0: fair enough fair enough
2: but I know uh, George's been having sticks throughout this <laughs> entire part uh... are,
0: are you trying to take some of that stick away from him I think that's very noble of you <laughs> uh Jordan what have they been like in the transfers window just as it was closing they had a couple of boys in from Prostatin.
1: Yeah, so looking at their business, they've signed Jack Kenny and Mike Parker, who've worked together um, at Connors Key, and they've worked together at Prostatin. So Hugh's he, probably identified players. Obviously, he's worked with Jack Kenny before. He's identified players in that region that aren't playing football and he's, he's, gone to a te- he's gone to a team and taken two players that have won the league last season and by a considerable margin as well. So these players were just hungry to play in the Cumberland I Premier He's probably adding the best of what you can get from the north really is sometimes we see that if a relegated team from the coming premier goes down, most of their players are easy pickings for the coming Premier teams. Just because we're at a stage where teams aren't playing at the moment, it's perhaps that's replacing that is that we always see players move, we see Coming Premier players move to the coming North and South. But at the moment, we're seeing so many players join the Cymru Premier just because they just want football. Mm. And unfortunately, that's making the squads at the lower level weakened. So we're seeing teams that have built up good squads over the years lose their key players. And now we're seeing perhaps Cymru Premier teams with much bigger squads. And it's making it good for the Cymru Premier because we're going to have a good product. But it's just going to weaken the lower league levels until we have football back properly.
0: There were no goals in the live score game on Saturday as Barry hosted Connors Key, but the match was bookended by two red cards. The first for Connors Key's uh, John Disney uh, after he took down a Curtis Jemet Hudson that was in full flow as he crossed the halfway line in the second minute, and the last for Barry Town's David Cottrell after he kicked out in frustration in the 95th minute. Uh, Jordan, what is a clear and obvious goal scoring opportunity, and what were your first thoughts when Disney committed that foul?
1: Well, one thing's for sure that chance was not a clear goal-scoring opportunity. I think, <laughs> I think that um, just, just the way that the ball was um, is that like Curtis Jones, had to say, was was running with the ball, and I, I don't think that it really would have been a clear, clear goal-scoring opportunity. A clear goal-scoring opportunity is me playing FIFA and squaring it across going into an empty goal. That is a clear goal-scoring opportunity. <laughs> so I, I think it's a difficult one. Looking at the decision, um, I think we're allowed to benefit of the doubt. We have TV highlights. The referee doesn't, and the referee has to make that split decision, really. is I had an anonymous email defending Rin Marham-Jones' decision to send him off. Um so and I I even said I, it was there's a lot of thing behind it. I remember a hard time Scorio was showing Andy Morrison. You can just see him at the referee, like he's fuming it reminded me of when uh, Neil Warnock was um angry at the officials at Chelsea. So it just reminded me of that. Um I, I don't think it's a red card and I think it's the right decision now that it's been overturned.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, they've looked at it and they've it's it's good it's good to be overturned and it's the right decision, but perhaps it could have affected the game. Connors key, um, with the new Saints slipping up on the Friday night, probably would have wanted to make the most of that. They would have wanted to go to Barry, take, up, take at least a, a win. They want that win. So it's probably affected the game and that's why we've got a, a ball draw. And the second red card, it's just no excuses for that. I, I think like a player, David Cottle's experience, he's just got to know better there. I, I think for someone who's played at an international level, it's, you shouldn't be kicking out. It's, it's the last kick of the game is just meaningless because it's a straight red. It's I believe that's three ma- matches that you'll miss now. Obviously we don't have they don't have games, but when they go back, they're gonna be without one of the players that perhaps has found a bit of rhythm. So it is it's stopped him now because he's found his rhythm, he's chipped him with a few important goals. Now he's gotta set out for three games.
0: Barry without David Cottrell, but they have signed a few attacking options what have they added to the to the squad?
1: It was Josh Graham, I think, watching him closely with SDM Sports last year. Um, I speak a lot about hunger in players, and this is a player that's really going to take his opportunity, I think. Um, say games being played this weekend, I think he would have gone straight in because of the injuries to McLagan, for example. So that will allow players to recover, but it's a, it's a shame for him, perhaps, that these games have been cancelled, because I think he'd have gone in, perhaps even started straight away, and would have taken taken his opportunity if it was presented to him. He scored a decent amount of goals for STM I believe he reached double figures last season. I and mean, it's just going to benefit him massively. He's, he's going to offer so much to that team. Um, and it shows is that sometimes Barry's method is that they get they get the kids to release from Cardiff City and Swansea City. This time Gab's gone down to the lower leagues and he's taking a player, believes he's going to nurture him. And that's what that's what you want to see from a manager. It's not only just to take the kids that have fallen to the wayside or not been. Offer pro deals, particularly the players that are a bit older, but still got a lot to offer.
0: Connor's Key came into that game on the back of a midweek defeat to TNS. Uh, Louis Robles getting the only goal of that game. Sean Ed, you've seen the reigning champions uh, against Cardiff Met. Uh, From what you saw, do you think they've got enough to hold on to the title against what is a strong challenge from TNS?
2: It definitely is a strong challenge. Um, My answer to that is I don't know. Um, if I was a betting woman, I'd probably put my money on TNS. If I'm completely honest with you, I think <laughs> what they achieved last season was so fantastic. And I think we can all agree, um, you know, to see that happen, to see Connors key win the league. You know, it was something that I think was needed um, in the Welsh Prem. No disrespect to TNS at all. Um, but it added a bit of spice to it. Like, and we had a new team properly challenged for, for, for the league um can they do it again this season i don't think so um, why i'm i'm not entirely sure why i just think momentum could get to them the pressure could get to them you know it's one thing to win the league it's another thing to retain um to retain the title and as well from tns perspective as well i think scott rusgrove he's going to be desperate to win the league he's going to be going out there every week so, you know thinking you know we slipped last season, that was our crown, that was our you know pride and joy, if you like. And they're just going to be desperate to make sure that that doesn't happen again. Um, it's exciting though because I and I, I remember um saying this at the start of the season, um, that Connors Key winning the league for me should be an inspiration to other teams because it, it can be done. I think we're seeing that with Bala, they're probably the closest um, to Connor's Key in terms of um, potentially challenging for the title. So I think it's a really healthy thing because all of a sudden you're going to have those teams that are higher up the league thinking, well, hang on, it's not, it's not impossible. Um, but going back to your question, I don't think they can. I think, I think we'll see TNS winning the, winning the league this season.
0: Back, back to the status quo. Oh, well, in that game, though, that tns Connor's Key game, they, TNS sneaked through then it really it was ultimately a very even contest. Jordan, are we seeing that line between winning and losing in those games in particular getting thinner and thinner?
1: Yeah, de- definitely. Like from watching that game, Connorski had most of the opportunities, and hearing Andy Morrison speak is that it, he spoke about that exactly. He was saying it's just um sometimes it comes down to players. He said some players have been working ten-hour shifts and then came to the game. And it is down we always say it is because the new sense of a professional side in this league coniski have a hybrid version of that sometimes it's just down to player fatigue and just just that little bit of professionalism that is needed so if we can get a few more teams that can offer training sessions like a, like any football club get professional football club can training from 10 a.m in the morning to for a few hours there and then training for a game for example that, that will be the difference, really. And just going back to Balor as well, I and mean, it's, it's, it's not a nice topic to talk about as such because of the games being cancelled, but I do think um, with Baller playing these two games, um, we perhaps could see Baller become second this season if the league is played to a conclusion because Baller would have had those training sessions and they would have had those games. And yes, they're playing the new Saints, but they'll go into that game feeling they're confident and they'll also go to have for West Obviously wanting to win after losing at tagged. And that, that might see Koniski drop down to third. I, I think it's a possibility because Koniski will have to get into that rhythm whilst Balor would have been in that rhythm.
0: TNS were playing on the weekend as well. Uh, and like Koniski, they only managed a draw. This time it was Aberystwyth. Uh, TNS took the lead through Louis Robles in the first half, so that's four he's scored in the last three games. But two goals from John Foligno and Steph Davis put the home side ahead in the second half. Ben Clark denied burst with uh, the shock win, though, but that didn't make it much difference to a number of angry punters who were venting on social media. Uh, a point each then, Jordan, despite TNS making it look easy at times, does this game show that there's no easy games in this league?
1: I think it's one of those shock results, really, is that if you were going to predict any team to take any points off the new Saints, no offence to Aberystwyth, it probably wouldn't have been them. Perhaps perhaps at home, I think, um, they had a bit more of a chance, but um, that's no offence to Aberystwyth, because I've been seeing their praises this season. It's, it's been more of a case that you expect, um, perhaps, I don't know, like a Baller or obviously Baller or 2 up when they were playing the new Saints, so, so they haven't played this season. Because except perhaps the Top three, top four to take, be taking points off the New Saints. Um, but it, it does show that perhaps it, it's one of those things that knocked TNS down to earth. It's because they hadn't conceded their goal if we're going to be really pinicky about things. Um, and to see them concede to have risk with, um, and the players that scored, um, it, it, it opens it up a bit. Um, is that it, it shows that TNS are human because at the moment before that game, they didn't look like they were human, they were just on a winning one. <laughs> I couldn't see them losing.
0: That record that Aberystwyth have got uh, against TNS is an odd one because obviously it took them like 30 attempts to beat TNS but their last three games home against TNS has been a 1-0 win, this 2 all draw and a 10-1 loss so it's it's a mixed bag, isn't it? Um, Aberystwyth, we, as you mentioned, Jordan, we've been talking about what's happening there and Gavin Allen's obviously been signing a lot of local players but I think they've stretched the uh, definition of local with their signing this week.
1: Yeah, it's a, is it an in- interesting one? Um, just looking at the pe- pedigree that he's had um, in the league and it, it shows that perhaps the league is attracting a higher calibre of players now is that we're seeing that the coming premier is a place um, to nurture um, your talents and it shows that young players are coming in, but also players with some kind of pedigree. Um, it'd be interesting to see the other signings that Everett Swift make as well. Um, played in a number of leagues and I, I want that I want to see newer names come to the leagues no journeymen as such from the English like non-leagues and I want to see higher calibre players really
0: So the name is Matthias Echegoyen who was signed from uh, a Gibraltar side I can't remember which one Monscalpe. That's the one <laughs> <laughs> On Saturday, Newtown hosted Bala, one of the form sides, and ended 2-0. Nathan Pete scoring at the end of the first half, and Chris Venables near the end of the second. Two yellow cards in quick succession for George Hughes left the home side with 10 men in the last minutes of the game. So it was another loss for Newtown then. They're sitting 10th on six points, uh, joint with Flint, who are below them in 11th in the relegation zone. Sean Ed, Jordan and I expected a lot from Chris Hughes' side at the start of the season. You watched their defeat against Pennebont. Was that a fair result, or do you think they're actually in a false position in the table?
2: I think it was a fair result. Um, I think Penibont, um yeah, were fantastic um, in that game. Like, for all season, I've, every game I've been to, the first half has been a bit hot <laughs> but then the second half's great, so, and it was the same in that game. Um, so, yeah, no, I think, um, gosh, yeah, that was a about two, three weeks ago now, but no, Pena I think, definitely um, deserved that win. In terms of Newtown, I agree with both of you, um, you know, they recruited, they seem to have recruited well over the summer, um, a lot of new names, um, you know, sort of um, fresh legs, if you like, in that squad, but for whatever reason, it's just not clicking at the moment. Um, I think Chris Evans will be scratching his head, um, wondering why, because they have added some talent, um, you know, I've been listening to the pod and you know both of you guys have been saying that um you expected more um it's an odd one really I think are they not clicking I don't know is it a case of the it's just a slow start and that they'll pick up because you know they are a team that you know they have been formidable in the past um or is this just the way that they're going um it's it's a tough one um and I know Chris Hughes definitely won't be happy and I think A lot of people are scratching their heads, actually, in terms of what exactly is going wrong at Newtown at the moment.
0: Mm. Well, the game on Saturday was never going to be an easy one uh, since we last recorded the podcast. Uh, Bala have recorded three successive victories uh, against Barry 4-0, Newtown 2-0, and last night they beat Flint 2-1. So they are on a good run. I mentioned Louis Robles' recent goal-scoring run earlier, but one player still left at Bala, Chris Venables, has now scored ten in six. Is he getting better with age, Jordan?
1: Most definitely. Um, I, I think looking at him last season, no one really expected that season from him. Like, and that's, uh, looking at his goal-scoring run, is that at Baller he was uh, as an attacking midfielder, so he wasn't leading the line. But then last season, he led the line, and he led it so brilliantly. He, he was the MVP of the league. He was the player of the year of the league, and deservedly so. He was, he was one of those players where he was getting much better with age. And uh, we, we spoke to Will Evans as well, and he, he spoke about, about how he loved playing off of Venables, is that Venables has been that player that he's learned from. Um, and that's why we're seeing a better Will Evans at the moment, is because he's playing off of someone like Chris Venables, and it shows that Chris Venables is doing this stuff individually, but he's also a team player, and he's incorporating those great players in his attack and I've described it before, It's a bit like the Cymru Premier version of Liverpool's attacking trio of Firmino, Mane and Salah. <laughs> He's
2: I've... like
0: a fine wine, Chris Venables. <laughs> yes, he certainly is. I wanted to ask you about some signings that Bala have made, uh, in particular Ryan Price, who came on in the 83rd minute at Newtown and was impressive in setting up Chris Venables for the second goal two minutes later. Um, what do you make of Bala's recent transfer activity, Jordan?
1: Um, I I think it's it's nice to see um, that they've had an impetus perhaps on getting local Welsh players or players of had Cymru Cymru Premier experience and Ryan Price is another one of those players who has played for the New Saints, had a few years playing in Carter City's academy and is now back in the Cymru Premier. Whether it's a stepping stone or whether it's a case of um, just finding your feet because there wasn't anything available as such, it's, it's going to benefit both parties. Ryan Price is going to learn again in the Camry Premier. It was a great assist for him um, on Saturday for Venables. And it just shows, it. I like to see strong squads in the Camry Premier. And I think Balor are just so good in every department now as well. It's that they're good in defence, they're good in attack, and they're good in goals as well, he's signed Rushton as well. I was, like going to ask, I was
0: going to ask you about that because uh, obviously it was, yeah. it was a timely cameo because he seemed to relish playing against his brother Nick.
1: Yeah, made made a save from him as well. So yeah. it just shows that like, there's two goalkeepers there that are good. There's an offensive a midfield and attack attackers there is good, and and really, if if we were having cup competitions played now, and like I've said earlier, is I think Balla could challenge a second, um, and if they can get a positive result against TNS, we can start talking about them properly as title contenders as well.
0: we'll uh, go to the game I attended over the weekend, Cardiff Met versus Flint. Uh, and rather, tell, rather than tell you what happened, I'll let uh, Lewis Sharp give you a summary. He was there reporting for a club pale droid.
1: Full-time at Kinkoid campus, Cardiff Met end their four-game losing streak with a 2-1 win over Flint Town United. Flint's first-half dominance was cancelled out by two quick-fire goals from Dylan Reese and Ollie Hulbert at the start of the second half. The visitors hit back in the 72nd minute when Callum Bradley headed home from a corner to give his team hope. Despite late pressure, Flint were unable to score, meaning they now have lost their last five games on the trot.
0: I've got to agree with Lewis, Flint were very good in the first half. Difficult for highlights to reflect that really, because the Scoria highlights showed two chances for Met in the first half. But because those were the clear-cut chances. Flint looked dangerous. They put the students under a lot of pressure, but ultimately they didn't test Alex Lang in goal, and that was their downfall. On the weekend, they've been close in other games, and it seems as if that's what's holding them back uh, in in all their games. Obviously, weren't close against TNS, but we'll ignore that one. Uh, Jordan, after a busy uh, summer in terms of transfers, they've also added a plenty to their squad over the last two weeks as well. What do you think? Who do you think is going to make a bit the difference for them? going forward
1: with Cardiff Met uh, for Flint for Flint. Um, I think adding those players again from the Cymru North um, is that they were promoted last season in second. So it is, again, it's just getting players on board that are hungry for football. Um, Les Davis was the one that stands out as such, but he's still only having a few minutes on the pitch um, here and there. Obviously was subbed off um, strangely on, on Saturday. Yeah, um,
0: after being subbed on.
1: Yeah, that, that, that's the thing is that um, they've, they've got a young squad. It is a young squad at the moment, and I think adding those players like Kai Edwards is, is someone that um, we will see experience. He's going to be one of those players that's probably going to help them in those nitty gritty games against like, like you have for West, the, the teams that you're meant to be competing with as such, and it just it just shows that they'll players like him will perhaps have that experience to pass on to the younger players because it is a young squad. It's a young manager and they're just trying to get to grips with the league at the moment and it's, it's not working out for them at the moment but you've got to have players like that to look to when it isn't going right.
0: Mm. Another one of those that have joined from Pistatin, Alex Jones got the goal for them uh, over the oh, last night against Balan. I thought he was very good against Met as well and lucky not to have a few goals to his name. Uh, with regards to Met, Sean Ed. That win was much needed, obviously, but has come an unfortunate time because now they've got a break for three weeks. Will they be gutted that they can't build on that win or just happy that they're starting the break with a victory in their latest game?
2: I think it'll be a bit of both. It's, you know, the classic thing in football that momentum is, is what every team wants. Um, like you said, they were desperate for that win. It's, it's been a really, really slow start to the season for them. And that's saying it lightly. I think Christian Edwards... Um, definitely won't be happy um, with the with the way their results have gone and um, so yeah I think they'll be a bit disappointed that they can't sort of um, get the ball rolling really after that win I was at the Connors Key game and I have to say I felt for Mets because they really did put in a shift defensively it looked like that was going to be their first win of the season and um, but Connor's key, you know, the character and the quality that they had um, in the end um, just did it for them. So, yeah, I have got a bit of a soft spot for Met because I did my master's there. So I was fully invested in um, <laughs> into them for a good sort of year and a half. I still am. Um, they're probably my team of the league, if you know, if I did have to pick one. <laughs> um, so, yeah, hopefully they can pick up their form because when they're at their best, Met are just a joy to watch. Um but yeah, it's disappointing seeing them sort of where they are in the table right now. So hopefully once the league picks back up again that they can keep this momentum going. I'm hoping it hasn't come at the wrong time for them, put it that way.
1: On as well. Go
0: I was gonna uh, say seeing you joy to watch, I thought Delan Reese, obviously he returned uh, in the for the game against Conor's Key Nomads, and I thought he was very good against nomads and Flint. I know he got two good goals, but actually he did a lot of work uh, throughout the 90 in both games and against flint he was actually playing in the middle of the park played more central role and he just controlled the game very well i thought uh, against flint very
2: good yeah i think he is essential for them um, in that squad harry Warwick is another one as well sort of you know up and coming i think from what i've seen from him this season it looks like he could be a big player for them um, so yeah they they've got those you know they've got those players they've got that quality there um, it's just a case of executing it on the pitch, really.
1: I'm watching a club uh, like Cardiff Met as well. Is that we, we've Sean, you've seen them as well over the years. Um, I was discussing it a few days uh, ago as such, and it was someone said to me um, about it being an, perhaps the end of the cycle for Cardiff Met because um, with the university status, everyone always says, "Oh, like you lose players every year." But this is this season's probably the, the first season where they've actually lost. Um, a lot of key players and obviously you've seen the new look Cardiff Met but you've also been a part of the old look mm. um, Cardiff Met do you think it's, it is the end of perhaps the cycle of what we saw before because we've seen players leave Cardiff Met and now we're looking to perhaps a new Cardiff Met and perhaps the ambitions are lowered down now they're not a team that competes for Europe but instead wants to fight to stay in the league
2: yeah I would agree it does feel um, like you just said it is Maybe not the end of an era, but you know it's it, it is that cycle um, which will come naturally because of the nature um, of their team. Um, you know, when I was at the Connors' Q game, you know, I had to do my homework on the players because there were names that, that I wasn't familiar with because I've been so familiar with that sort of core Cardiff Met gang. Um, you know. The first name that springs to mind is Adam Roscrow. He's not there, you know, he was the, uh, the golden boy, if you like. Um, so I think it is going to be an interesting time for Christian Edwards because he's arguably for the first time going to have to deal with, obviously he's dealt with it before in his university career, but on this level in the Welsh Prem, it's the first time he's going to have to deal with this shift. So I think there's going to be a lot of man management involved in terms of how he sort of blends the old and the new together. Um, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see what what the future brings for Cardiff Met. Really, I you know I don't think it's I don't think it should be viewed as a negative thing. Um, hopefully, um, they'll continue doing what they do. They'll bring new talents in that will just hopefully you know keep doing the job. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's an interesting point. And I think we'll see what the next sort of I think the next season or two for Cardiff Met is going to be really interesting.
0: The one game left to discuss, uh, it was at the Druids. After recording their first win of the season, Druids lost again. Uh, Pennebont were the visitors to the Rock and a penalty from Kane Owen and a lovely finish, another lovely finish, uh, from Miles Davis, giving Chris Griffiths side a 2-0 victory. Uh, Jordan, uh, at the end of the game, Bruno Lopez suggested that they're back to square one in terms of performance based on the game on Saturday. Are they the club that will benefit most from time off now? Allow Bruno Lopez's philosophies to bed in? I think
1: they they wanted a break, but they've not got the break they wanted. So it's a break where you, you can't train. Um, so Bruno Lopez can't take him to the training sessions and to tell him this is the philosophy we want to play. He's going to have to get him on Zoom calls and tell him this is how we want to play, and really experience matters more than uh, the theory really, is that he, everyone would have wanted to get the, he would have wanted to work on set pieces, for example, he would have wanted to work on philosophy. Um, It'll, it'll work for them because perhaps it's a reset and he can look at the games, look at them in how, how Elsa watches games and identify where they've gone wrong um, and taking, taking the negatives out of that and also the positives. Yeah. Um, it's, it's not an ideal break for him. The only positive probably is, like i said, is a reset for them, is that the, perhaps when the break ends is that they can go back into it, perhaps a bit of vigour about them, perhaps players um, haven't played for them yet. May get lucky and they may be nursing an injury and then they come back so more or less just for this two-week break three-week break is that it's just allowing players to recover from their injuries but the negative is you can't train and ultimately that's what pe- pe- people need
0: well, pennebont the the opposition are now uh in fifth on 14 points uh, much was made of pennebont's points progression last year and the comparison i think they were still on five points around christmas time last year we were expecting them to push on, though. Uh, well, Sean Ed, uh, you were impressed with them. You said when you saw them, are they exceeding our expectations?
2: Probably, yes. Um, I think following last season, um, we all, like you just said, we all expected them um, to improve because um, there were times last season where they were, you know, impressive to watch, and you sort of, you know, you you had the feeling that, given time, um, and work that, you know, Pederbont could be a really exciting team. Um, I think I've got to give a mention to Miles Davis. I think the goals he's scoring this season are just phenomenal. Um, So I'm really glad um, to see that he's got off to a flying start. And yeah, Rhys Griffiths as a whole, you know, I think the team as a whole um, seems to be gelling really well. I think you can tell, sounds a bit cheesy, but you can tell when they're on the pitch that they enjoy being out there. Um, They seem like quite a tight-knit group um, and yeah, I'm really chuffed to see them doing so well this season. I think they're definitely the um perhaps the surprise package. They're the name you don't really expect to see that high up the table. Um, which yeah, they, they seem to play as if they don't have any pressure on them, um and that they're just enjoying the moment that they're in, whether it lasts, that's another question. Um, but yeah, what what a start um by Penabond.
0: We've looked back at nine Premier premier games in this week's pod, uh, but it's one game a week for the next three weeks. I wanted to ask you uh, where you'll be this weekend, because that's what I usually do, but where were you going to be? were you going to be anyway? Sean were you going to be anywhere? Uh, uh,
2: Ed, where you be anywhere? I, do you know what? I was off this weekend. I'm doing new pop on Tuesday, if that counts. But I actually mm. have a weekend off, which is, which is quite nice.
0: I was supposed to be off as well. I'm guessing, Jordan, you will be off. Were you supposed to be somewhere? Are you cancelling plans?
1: um if anything i'm lucky because we'd have only have covered one game on the saturday uh well, two if you count the live game so i would have i wouldn't have gone anywhere on the saturday perhaps i'd have gone to Penabon, but that, that would have been it so it looks like a hiatus for the league a hiatus for me um unfortunate because i just want to get into it again hiatus for us um, all
0: we'll
1: <laughs> i'd have to stick to watching streams of on Scorri and watching my beloved Cardiff.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, that was my plan for this Saturday, was to watch uh, Carnarvon versus Aberystwyth, uh, the live scorer game. But actually, my plan will now be to watch TNS versus Haverfordwest, West, the uh, live Scorri game, quarter past five on Saturday. And that would be it. Um, Sean Ed, uh, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, I hope you'll find, you know, enjoy the football that you do get to watch, even if it's not Cymru Premier Premier Games
2: now thank you. It's been great. Uh, it's been great being a part of the, uh, of the chat. Thanks for having me on.
0: Brilliant. Thank you. And thanks to you, Jordan, as well. Thank you. Thanks again to Sean Ed for joining us today, thanks to Jordan as always for his time, and most of all, thanks to you at home for listening in on what is likely to be the last normal episode we do for a few weeks. Jordan and I will be back, but we'll have to think of something to fill the time. Keep your eyes peeled for the next episode, enjoy the TNS Have Haverford Rest game on Saturday, and until next time, hoil fawr.